Hey besties, and welcome back to the Sad to Savage podcast. I'm Shelby Sacco, and in this episode, I'm going to teach you guys how to make your breakup your bitch, for lack of better words. Now, breakups suck, whether you've been dating for two months or two years, whether you got cheated on, whether you're better off as friends, got dumped, or did the dumping. You lose someone who was a part of your life. Maybe someone that was a part of your friend group, someone you have kids with or a dog with, someone you planned a little life with, or someone in your favorite memories, and plot twist, someone who is living, like legit, took up residency in your neural pathways. Now, what if I told y'all this brilliant little girl combined science, habits, and heartbreaks to find a way to truly heal, and I mean heal from a breakup in a healthy and effective way? I'm not going to teach you how to ignore when you see your ex is dating someone new. Honey, I'm going to teach you how to genuinely not give it a second thought. Seems kind of crazy, right? Well, I not only created the strategy, but I have used it in my own little life and so have millions of other people too. Now, at first, I would just help friends and family with my little method. Even before Sad to Savage and my TikTok career started, word on the street was I was a breakup guru and they were not wrong. Not to toot my own horn, but I was and I still am. Not only my friends' friends were coming to me, but their friends were too. Now, when I say millions of people have used this method, y'all, I'm not kidding. I've shared this method on TikTok multiple times and I only have gotten millions of views on the topic, but I've also gotten hundreds, and I mean hundreds of messages telling me my method has helped them and it works. So buckle up, besties. I'm about to blow your fucking minds. I also need to give a little disclaimer. I, I'm sassy in this episode and I'm very, very transparent. I want to give you guys all the information so you can actually learn and also kind of relate. I've had a lot of breakups and I'm going to dive right in. I just wanted to say I love you guys. I appreciate you being here. And yes, this is essentially a diary entry, but this diary entry is going to help you change your life. Now this method, this was created right after my last big breakup. I dated a guy for a year and eight months and it was toxic, 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 like actually really toxic. Like I'm pretty sure like caution tape, yellow caution tape toxic. I talk about it a lot, but I was treated like a $6 Subway sandwich left in the back of a car on a hot summer day that was still eaten. Now I had tried to leave the relationship multiple times. I was not effective, like didn't actually cut all ties until February of 2021. In the days following the breakup, I knew it was right. 100% I knew that that choice was correct. It was extremely unhealthy and my friends had a small little Earth to Shelby intervention. Hey, I like attention, but not that kind of attention. But that helped me really see the light. But I noticed after breaking up with him that I was not in control of my thoughts. I essentially missed this person who made me honestly miserable, who gave me panic attacks, who treated me poorly. One time he gave me a panic attack. Okay, this is kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it is. He accused me of faking it. And then an hour later, when I had finally calmed down, I had like huge puffy eyes. Like I couldn't even see out of them. Literally couldn't see out of them. He asked me to give him a back massage. It's it's actually funny looking back on. Y'all know that one song that went viral on TikTok? That's like, I cry in the bathroom. He turns off the big light. That was me, but I cry in the bathroom. He turns off the big light and then he asks me for a back massage. <laughs> this man's, I mean, he would minimize my accomplishments, make me feel so stupid for talking about habits, which was then and still is my passion. I always think about how crazy that is. I'd be talking to someone about habits, like helping them learn or just sharing something that I learned from a book. And he'd be like, oh, you didn't read that book. You listened to it. I'd be like, what? What? Okay, anyway. But I just got to say, hey, if I would have stayed with him, I know without a doubt I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. One door closes, honey, and so many beautiful ones open. You need to sit and actually engrave that into your brain for a second. A breakup sucks in the moment, but it is so worth it. And healing from it correctly is one of the kindest and most beneficial things that you can do for yourself to set your future up for success. You know when you go through a breakup and all of a sudden all you can think about is the good times, like the little happy memories? 
you start thinking about the false life you created in your brain. Cough, cough, false life. Now, that is a tough pill to swallow. And I'm saying that knowing damn well I legit acted at one point like I couldn't choke down that pill. I created false lives with every man that I dated. Lives based off of my heart and what I was capable of. A happy marriage, love, commitment, qualities that I had that I knew that I could make possible. I cannot stress this enough. Realizing that I was seeing my heart in others was a wild realization. And it's something I want you guys to stop and learn how to do. I'm going off topic, but this is actually important. Stop and ask yourself, in your last relationship or maybe your current relationship, is it your heart that you're looking at or your partner's? So for example, I stayed in that relationship, that that bad relationship for so long because I truly thought he was capable of change. He had his own demons and I don't really like to talk about that because that's not my story to tell, but he had his own demons and I could see parts of him that were kind and loving, but those parts did not matter in the long run. Why? Because of his qualities, how he was capable of acting and his actions, the actions he repetitively showed up with, regardless of what he would tell me, I'm going to change, I'm going to do this, I love you. His actions were repetitive. Those were his based off his qualities. I would always tell myself things like, oh my God, he can change. Like he can be this person I want so badly. I know he can do it. But I realized that I was basing all those things off of my qualities. Like if I was hurting someone, someone that I loved, I could do it. I could change. I could be a better person. I could learn. I could be kind. I would put in time. I would put in the work. I could do it. But just because I would do those things and I could, that does not mean that he could do those things, nor does it mean that he wants to do those things. For all I know, as much as I wished he was capable, he might not have even been capable, you know? So that was my little sidetrack story. But to summarize, we create false realities in our minds based off of our hearts, not based off of our actual partner and their hearts or their qualities. Also on that topic, actually, of convincing yourself that he can change and become a better man, the amount of times I've cried to that song, Better Man, it is ridiculous. Now, I didn't cry to that song about $6 Subway Sandwich, Gaia. No, no, no. My boyfriend in college, who I'll talk about in a second, really did a number on me, and that song perfectly described how I felt. If you know the song, then maybe y'all can feel the heartbreak through your thoughts, but I don't know, side note, whenever I hear a sad song, I can like feel that person's emotions, and I love that. I love sad music, but I actually need to read you guys these lyrics so you can understand. If y'all relate to any part of the song, I need you to know I've got your back, and you will not relate soon. Now when I hear this song, I think about how this man left me broken, how I chose to be broken after our breakup, and how I will absolutely freaking never be broken like that again. I just won't. I have healthy breakup habits on my side, and I healed, and you guys will too. Now here are the lyrics that used to cut me open. Oh my god, I love when I'm dramatic. Okay, I'm going to try not to sing these, but I know I'm probably better off on my own than loving a man who didn't know what he had when he had it. <laughs> And I see the permanent damage you did to me. It wasn't permanent. Anyway, never again. I just wish I could forget when it was magic. Then I skip around for the next couple verses. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I can feel you again. But I just miss you and I just wish you were a better man. And I know why we had to say goodbye like the back of my ham. But I just miss you and I just wish you were a better man. But your jealousy, oh, I can hear it now talking down to me. Like I'd always be around, pushing my love away like it was some kind of loaded gun. Oh, you never thought I'd run. And then the, the last line, we might still be in love if you were a better man. No, we wouldn't be in love if you were a better man. The amount of times I let this song give me hope that this man would change and be this version that I loved, that thought alone kept me so trapped and did not let me heal. 
and you know what? I I didn't script out this part. I, I actually, I don't know where I'm going with this thought, but the guy that, that re- makes me think of this song, he is a, he's a, from what I can see online from when we've talked recently, he is a better man, but you know what? Th- that is not my person. It's just not our qualities don't align. And that wishful thinking was so much more me than it actually was who he was. I skipped ahead a little bit, but back to the $6 Subway sandwich breakup. After ending things with the $6 Subway sandwich guy, I was going through all the things. Like I felt insane. So insane that I started Googling what the hell goes on in your brain when you go through a breakup. And what I learned blew my freaking mind. Now I was already about eight months into my Sad to Savage journey. And remember, it all started with reading a book. Reading also is the most valuable thing that you could ever do for yourself. And if you don't like reading, get the app Audible. I've had it since 2018. I was teaching my six-week um, Sad to Savage class today, and I told them I got Audible when I lived in Virginia, which is also when I got an arrest warrant <laughs> because I, I didn't pay a parking ticket for two years. I, and not a parking ticket, like police pulled me over because I was disobeying traffic laws in Virginia. It was a whole thing. But anyway, I've had Audible since 2018 is what I'm trying to say, and I highly recommend it. If you don't like reading, get Audible. I think it's $12 a month. It is worth it. It's like getting two coffees a month. Just don't get two coffees and it pays for that subscription. Also, I have an entire list of books that I brought on my Amazon storefront and it's not a plug to get you guys to buy them from my Amazon storefront, but I genuinely just have all the ones that I've read all like there so you can get to them and see them and read them. But basically, I realized that I could learn just about anything and use it to change my life. And so I decided I was going to learn about breakups. After learning and creating and changing habits around that person and the breakup, I not only healed, but I was able to genuinely move on without giving it another thought. After two weeks, yes, literally two freaking weeks, I dated this guy for a year and eight months, and with this healing method, I literally moved on in two weeks. I'm not kidding. And I need to say that a relationship that I was in prior to that one, that I did not use this method for, took me like over two years to get over. That was the better man relationship. Before we get into the science behind a breakup and what is really going on in those sweet little brains of ours, I need to share my dating credentials. (laughs) This is so funny to me. I ended my last relationship, but I've had quite a few relationships in my day that all ended differently and that I responded to all decently differently. I'm only 25, but somehow I have managed to have five long-term boyfriends, so I have a lot of breakup experience. Some good, some real bad, but because of all of them, I really have gotten to this point where I've learned the key to a successful breakup. Now, I didn't mention this, though it is heavily implied, but I need to say that this method is toxin-free. I've had a couple breakups, and I've been toxic little girl in some scenarios, but we are leaving those methods behind. Why? Because toxic actions only create toxic results. We are not going to kick ourselves when we're down. We are not drowning ourselves in alcohol or drugs, and we are not letting another person into our bodies in the name of revenge or in an attempt to get over someone who hurt us or to heal from our loss. We are not getting revenge, we're not getting that person back, we're not giving up eating, and we're not harming our bodies. We're not trying to ruin their life, and we are certainly not going to be mean to the new person that they're with or try and sabotage their new relationship. We will also not be living in a consistent habit loop of stalking their every move on social media, and we will not be pouring our hearts out over texts, and we will not spend months or years of our lives wishing things had gone differently. I'm also saying this because those are all methods that I used. Yep, a lot of those are really ugly and things that I thought I'd take to the grave. Things I didn't want my sisters to know, my new boyfriend's mom, people who look up to me. But you know what? Self-accountability and transparency is really fucking beautiful. And it's necessary for me to be honest so that you guys can be honest with yourselves too. Self-accountability is so 
important. And you know what? A lot of the times when we're in a toxic situation or an unhealthy relationship, there are parts of us that are brought out in response to that trauma. Or sometimes we're toxic. Sometimes we do things that aren't right. We act inappropriately. We act the wrong way. We say the wrong things. But what's important is sitting, recognizing that, questioning it, learning from it so that you can change your choices. Think about it. If you met the love of your life, but you treated them poorly, you would lose that person. So you want to set yourself up for success now so that you can stop and just hold yourself accountable and work through those choices that you've made in the past. Question them. Ask yourself about them. Everybody loves a little self-accountability queen. Those methods that I did, they don't work. They're choices that may feel right for like an extremely short amount of time. They mask the pain briefly, but they do not heal us. They leave us worse off. And if one of those methods is your current way of healing, I really do want you to stop and ask yourself how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel like shit, if you need to do something else to get a different result. Now I'm going to teach you something else and I'm happy that you're here, but we're literally using our pain from our breakups to transform us. This method I'm going to teach and explain helped me heal and become the best version of myself and it is going to do the same for you, I promise. But on that note, if you are going through a breakup or maybe you went through one in the past and you didn't heal, it could have been a few months ago, a few years ago, I want you to know that your feelings are valid. There's no time limit when it comes to healing your heart. Now, when you make your breakup your bitch, like have a successful breakup, it's when you heal in a healthy and effective way. When the thought of them does not affect your life, when you do not stay stuck in the what ifs or maybe one days, and it is when you strategically choose love, forgiveness, acceptance, and hope over hate, jealousy, pain, and anger. That is a choice you get to make, and we're going to be real freaking strategic about it. Now, I want to briefly share the stories of all my relationships and their accompanying little breakups. Why? Because I like to talk about my relationships. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Because I think that there's a lot to learn from them. And I want to show you guys I have had and done it all. And because of it, I really have found what works. One thing you guys need to know about me is I'm what people call a serial dater, or I was. And before I really dive in on my romantic history, I want to say that whether you're like me and labeled a serial dater, or you're someone who likes just hooking up with people, someone who's never had a partner, or someone struggling to get over a situationship, Bestie, you are valid. When it comes to dating or choosing a partner, so much of it is based off of our lives, our environment, upbringing, life choices, and our view of love growing up. Every single person is going to have a different perspective, and there's absolutely no shame behind it. For example, I like that I'm a serial dater, because for me, looking back now, it helped me see and learn a lot of what I do not want, while also teaching me what I do want. It taught me also that you can leave. You're not bound to that person. But someone who hasn't had a relationship might really like that for their life too, for reasons that work for them. Now, as previously mentioned, I've had five long-term boyfriends, as in I dated them for all over a year. And I know what you guys are thinking, like, bestie, when did you have the time? I mean, apparently my late teens and early 20s. I liked being in a relationship, and I love love. I also felt really terrible about myself when I was single. Not because I was single, not with a partner, but because I would hook up with people, random people I didn't like who I wasn't, I didn't like how I acted. I thought that like being in a relationship was like a good, almost like guideline for me, like um, rules. It was kind of like being in a sport. Like I had responsibilities when I was in a relationship and I liked it. I didn't like who I became during a breakup and I honestly really wasn't sexually attracted to that many people. But anyway, now to the intros. I'm not going to say any of my ex's names because I'm better, not bitter. And so I'm just going to give everyone code names. Now I'm going to walk you guys through a little timeline. I had two boyfriends in high school. The first one we're going to call Wisdom Teeth. 
because he cheated on me when he got his wisdom teeth out and then blamed it on pain meds. And you know what? I didn't even realize how messed up this was until I was 22 and I got my own wisdom teeth out. I was like, what the heck? Why did I believe that that was something people would do? Like, I didn't know anything about drugs and pain meds, whatever. He's not too relevant and I'm not going to really talk about him at all, but I just dated him for two years in high school. My second boyfriend, we're going to call Better Man. That's the one that I made the song reference about earlier. We dated on and off for about four to five years. It wasn't quite five, but it was more than four. So I just say four to five, but I dated him in middle school, high school, and college on and off. My third boyfriend, we're going to call Maverick because he loves the movie Top Gun and I honestly want to honor him. Now, this boyfriend Maverick, this was in college. He was like the best guy. So sweet, so kind. I have no trauma from this one. Great guy. (laughs) Anyway, the fourth one we're going to call Subway Sandwich, who I talked about a little bit already. And then my fifth, and I'm pretty confident my final boyfriend is Jake. Now, each of these boyfriends, besides Jake, hey, come with their own special breakup. Wisdom Teeth guy actually dumped me. We got back together. He cheated on me, the Wisdom Teeth story. And then I dumped him. Irrelevant. Actually, you know what? I broke my foot senior year of high school. And he told me that I broke my foot as karma for going to homecoming with someone else after we broke up. But anyway, that's just funny. That was high school. Better Man, my boyfriend from middle school, high school, and college, is like my one big breakup. You guys know when you have like a first love like and it just wrecks you. Well, this this one is it for me. I never healed from this breakup. I mean, like I have now, but it took me years because I was doing it all wrong. I loved him so much. I did not let myself let go of the idea of him and I. I never stopped thinking about him, who he was with, what he was doing, what bar he was going to. I never stopped watching his freaking stories on and on and on. I lived in a constant state of mental torture and the relationship was shit too. You know, young love when it feels like you'll literally die without a person. It was like that, but just like for years while I was with him, it was just such an emotional roller coaster, like hot and cold. I learned this like codependence. We would be dating, then he would hook up with someone else. I would find out, be so mean to the girl, hate myself, hate him, do something to get back at him, and then we would get back together. Like young love, right? I was as deeply attached as you can get, and every ounce of me truly thought we would be together. And that that was my person. I could have bet, I seriously could have bet everything I had that I was going to end up with him. And the entire relationship, in retrospect, was horrible. He was my best friend, but also treated me worse than anyone else. And now I also want to state, I don't claim angel status. Mm -mm. I do not claim I was an angel. I did some really stupid and horrible things in that relationship too. I was his best friend and I treated him bad as well. We were both younger at the end of the day. And we both could have been so much better. And I think it's okay to say that. We both could have been better, but that doesn't mean that if we were better, we would we would have ended up together. I don't think that's the case. We did, however, talk about our breakup a few years later. And we agreed that it was 70% him and 30% me. So I'm going to leave that stat there. But I did not move on from this relationship for years. And so even after he dogged me and embarrassed the shit out of me, <laughs> I had to literally look up that Kardashian quote. But even after that, I created a false reality in my head. One where we ended up together and where he was a better man. And this was the worst possible way I could have ever, quote unquote, healed from a breakup. Why, you may ask? Because I didn't heal. Also, it did not matter who he became. Like, it really did not matter who he became. His qualities and my qualities did not line up. And that's a fact of the matter. Okay, quick side note. This time I promise will be quick. But when you're picking a partner, look at their qualities. Are they trustworthy? How do they speak about their friends? Are they kind to strangers? Ask yourself what qualities you want in a relationship and what qualities do you want in a partner? 
What do you need from someone else that will make you feel loved, fulfilled, and happy? Ask yourself these questions and that will help you see if the person you're with is correct for you. If your ex is correct for you, I'm pretty sure you're going to say how freaking no. And it will also help you be so aligned so that in the future, you can find someone with these qualities that you desire that will help you have a successful and healthy relationship. Actually, I lied. It's a little bit longer. I have another thought. I want you guys to stop and in your notes or on a piece of paper, write down the qualities that you would deem healthy and unhealthy within a relationship. Really go down. What's healthy in a relationship? What's unhealthy? And then once you have your list, I want you to stop and hold yourself accountable and also look at your relationship. Are there any unhealthy qualities that you're giving to someone else? Are there any unhealthy qualities in your in your relationship? Is that something that you feel you can work on and communicate with that partner? Or I want you to look at this list and say, in the future, when I'm dating someone, I'm aware of healthy and unhealthy qualities, and I'm going to make sure that they have these qualities on this list. I don't want them to have the unhealthy ones. I'm going to pay attention to it and be mindful of it. Once you're aware, you can actually make changes and choices. You just have to become aware. Okay, now we're back. I did not move on from that relationship for years, and I let it consume me, and let me dive into that really quick. So remember, I dated better man in middle school, high school, and college. Not consistently, we're on and off, but I also dated Maverick in college, the guy that was like really nice, really kind to me. I essentially started dating him right after I found out that Better Man had been seeing another girl for months. It was like a whole thing. And I'll actually tell you guys because I'm just telling you guys everything this episode. I did cheer my junior year of college at MSU. I cheered for the competitive team, not the sideline team. And so we had a lot of late practices. And at the time, me and Better Man lived right next door to each other. So he waited for me to go to the bar. Like I got back from practice late, it was sweaty. I thought it was like nice and romantic. Anyway, at the bar, I was a little chatty Kathy. Can you imagine that? And I was talking to a girl from my theater class in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And I came out and I saw him talking to this beautiful little blonde girl who he actually had been hooking up with earlier in the semester. I actually watched him from my front door window walk her home. Because again, we were neighbors. And then I called him and was like, oh, what are you doing? Can I come over? And he lied to me and said he was taking a nap. But I knew he had taken her home. That day, my friend Abby laid in bed with me the entire day. I think for like 12 hours while I just sobbed. But I was still back with him. But anyway, I see them talking and I'm drunk. And remember, I went on a sad to savage journey and completely reinvented myself after this. Now, I'm kind. I'm loving. I'm proud of myself. But I am a different person than I was when I was in college. And now... I would say I was always nice. I don't I don't think that I was ever like really cruel, but I definitely didn't have the understanding of people or of myself back then that I do now. So anyway, I go up to them and I just go like, fuck you, and then walk away. The girl comes up to me a little bit later at the bar and she's like, why did you say that to me? And I was like, oh no, like I was saying that to him. And she was like, oh, like why? That's the guy I've been with for like the last six months. And I was like, What? But you know what? I got to give it to him. I'm a handful. I love attention. I don't know how he managed that. Truly no idea. That still blows my mind. But essentially what happened was this girl burst out crying. I'm like, honey, read the room. Read the room, honey. I should be crying. But I end up legit taking her home with me. I was actually really, we were kind to each other. We're comparing text messages, the whole nine yards. And I remember what killed me. Like, like, oh, like, like bullet wound worthy was over New Year's. And this happened on January 19th. Mind you, I'll also, um, I remember the specific date because it was traumatic. I was in Chicago celebrating with my roommates. Celebrating New Year's. Happy New Year, honey. 2020. Oh, wait. It was 2018, actually. But he was somewhere else. I actually can't remember where he was. But I sent him a pic of me smiling in an Uber, like window down, hair blowing in the wind. I actually love that photo of me. And he replied saying, the light of my life, the love of my life. And we called each other right after it hit midnight. Now, what broke me was that he left a hotel room to call me. 
where he was having sexual intercourse with this girl, like stepped out into the hall to call me, make sure I only kissed my girlfriend. Um, I'm pretty sure I kissed Blair, my friend Blair at midnight and say that he wished it was him and then hung up and stepped back on into that little old hotel room to finish his little dirty deed. Now I was heartbroken and I cut things off and I decided this time it's for good. Like this is so unhealthy. This is so toxic. I need to do something different. And really what I did was I just jumped into another relationship. Yeah. I thought something different because I, I didn't escape him in the past. We, I just kept going. We just kept getting back together. I thought I needed to trap myself in a new relationship. And I know that sounds really bad. And it is honestly looking back really hurtful to the guy. But I told you guys, I want to be honest and transparent. And I coped with breakups. So many breakups in almost every unhealthy way under the sun. This guy, Maverick, I'd honestly just met. Like I met him on January 26th and we started dating a couple weeks later again, it was a traumatic time in my life. So I just remember all the dates, but I did actually like Maverick. I liked him. I mean, we hung out a lot. We spent a lot of time together. He had five siblings, like just like me, he was disciplined, but also in the back of my head, I knew that if I was in this new relationship, I would be loyal to that person. I'm an extremely, extremely loyal person. I really, really value that in relationships. So I thought getting in a relationship with him would kind of ensure that I wouldn't go back to my ex. Now I want to ask you guys, do y'all think that that worked? getting in a new relationship without healing from the old one. Because no, it didn't work for a second. Why? Because I got out of that relationship with Maverick. I was single for a while and I got in another relationship and I was still not healed from that past relationship, the four to five one. So, so overview, I ended things with that four to five year relationship, had two relationships over the course of a couple of years later, and I was still hung up on this guy. That choice to heal with someone new not just heal, take time for myself. It was a horrible decision. But anyway, we'll come back. Maverick was actually a really, really great guy. And uh, it was honestly a really great relationship. Like in retrospect, he was so kind to me. And I think that we were just like really, really good friends. He had a really traumatic life event happen to him. And I was by his side kind of watching him just go through it. And I think that bonded us in a different way, which I also think is why we dated for as long as we did. And that breakup, it was easy, but it was horrible. I broke up with him and it was a quick conversation that he accepted and, and then moved on. And I, however, I kind of held on. Like I wasn't too sure in my choice because he was a really great guy who treated me really great. We dated for a year. And then there was this song and I'm referencing a bunch of songs in this episode for some reason, but it was like, it's true love. Don't waste it. You better not. And then it's this one like, he's better than anyone I've seen you with before. Okay. That was really offbeat, but anyway. Also, that singing voice does not accurately represent my singing voice. I'm actually beautiful when it comes to singing. I just have a low range. Anyway, that song had me in a one-handed chokehold, you guys. Like one-handed chokehold from a movie where like they're like sliding the person up the wall because those are my thoughts. I was like, fuck, am I making the right decision? Like, am I going to regret this? And for a few months, I struggled and I did. I did. I let so many negative thoughts run over and over on repeat. But you know what? It is okay to break up with someone if there's quote unquote nothing wrong. If that is not your person, you do not have to force it and you also don't owe them anything. Losing the familiar sucks, yes, but it is worth it. If you stay in a relationship that's not meant for you, that will only cause resentment and only prolong you from finding your person. If you're in a relationship and struggling with this scenario right now, I really do feel for you, but I want to tell you that you do not have to stay with someone just because they treat you well. I came from being treated like trash to being treated with love and respect, and it truly does throw you off. But just because someone is treating you like a human does not mean that you are indebted to make that person your lifelong partner. 
You have the power to choose the person that you are going to have a family with, that you are going to have your best moments with, that you're going to have the worst fucking days of your life with. You are going to struggle. In this life, that's the person you're going to lean on that's going to be there for you. And you get to choose them. If they make you feel sad, if they treat you like trash, if your ex sucked, think about that. You're choosing your future kids' dads. And maybe this is like tailored to like a specific crowd because I just want kids so bad. But you're choosing the person that is going to teach your kids love. Okay? Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Also, another side note. This episode's full of side notes, songs, swearing. But anyway, is I learned something really interesting about me when it comes to romantic relationships, which I think explains why I had so many long-term ones. So many of which I knew needed to end months before they did. Now, I love my siblings. I talk about them all the time. I love them with everything in me and I would do anything for them. What I realized was that I was taking that idea of love into my romantic relationships. But you do not love someone unconditionally. Like, and this is a rule I made for myself. You do not love someone unconditionally until you vow your life to them. And I stand by that. Until there's a ring on your finger and you are married, you do not love them unconditionally. And what I mean by that is right now, my current relationship, I have a boyfriend named Jake and I love him. I'm obsessed with him. I love him so much. I love everything about him and I'm very, very certain that he's my person. But if he dogged me, if he dogged me, wronged me, anything, I don't have unconditional love for him and that dying loyalty. Like think about it like this. If my sibling said something stupid and hurt me, I would take the time to heal and I'd walk them through it. I'd help them. I'd forgive them. I would love them while they were struggling at my own expense. I would put my siblings before me time over and over and over and over again because those are my siblings and that's the sister I choose to show up as. If Jake dogged me, I would not put him before my own mental health. He is not my husband and I would not choose him. I would choose me and I would walk away. I trust myself so much. I've never trusted myself so much in a relationship, but I do. I trust Jake too, but what's so cool about healing from past traumas and past relationships in a healthy way is that you learn. You choose a new person based off of new standards and you get to choose a relationship because you want to be in it, because it's for you, because it's good for you, not because you feel indebted and trapped and like you have to stay. I feel like I need to elaborate a little bit more like on my subway sandwich relationship because we started dating in August. August of like, let me think. We started dating in August of 2019 and in May of 2020, I knew without a doubt in my mind that he was absolutely not my person. I was not going to marry him, but we didn't break up until February. Yep. That was like almost another year we dated. He showed me who he was and he showed me his qualities, but instead of leaving, I decided to try and change him. I would fix him. If that were the case now, I would leave in a heartbeat. And I mean, I love Jake so much. I love him so much, but I would let the damn door hit him on the way out if he treated me like shit. I do want to say he does not treat me bad. He is amazing and I'm so lucky. But until there is a ring on this cute little finger of mine, I will still love myself above all else. Because when I love myself and I put myself first and I value myself, I'm able to focus on my mental and physical health and I'm able to be the best version of me for the people that I love. Anyway, I got really distracted in the order, but I'll do a quick recap. Essentially, wisdom teeth guy I dated in high school, kind of irrelevant. Better man I dated in middle school, high school, and college severely messed me up, and I didn't heal from that breakup until over two years later. Maverick I dated in college, amazing, but not my person. And six dollar subway sandwich I thought that I could change and help, but treated me like trash. Now I've got a side note. Did y'all ever notice? Oh, and Jake, if Jake dogs me, I'm out, but he's amazing. But did y'all ever notice that when we go through a breakup, 
so much of the pain that we're feeling is like internal. Like we kind of blame ourselves or the way we're reacting due to our perspective or like our own self-worth. The amount of times that I was cheated on and then turned around and blamed myself for not being pretty enough. I mean, that's disgusting. Why did I attack my looks instead of the guy's qualities? Because realistically, when someone cheats on you, it has everything to do with them and nothing to do with their partner. They have morals that are all right with that choice, that choice alone. Nothing else impacts that choice, okay? But now before I get more in depth, I really do need to head on into the science and the method. Now remember, I stumbled upon all of this when I broke it off with $6 Subway sandwich and I immediately was thinking of all the good times and I felt freaking insane. What I learned was that when you love someone, that person lives in the neural connections in our brain's emotional or limbic center. They literally live in the neurons and synapses of our brain. When you go through a breakup, your brain gets confused. This inflames those parts of the brain. When that part of your brain is confused and inflamed, it causes overactivity in the limbic system, which is in turn associated with depression and low serotonin. That affects our ability to sleep, our appetites, and our happiness. We also have an absence of endorphins, which is why we literally feel pain. What all that means is that our brain is struggling, it's inflamed, and it's confused, okay? That means that we can become aware that our brain's struggling and we can help it make sense of what's going on and that's where the strategy was born. I also want to say an easier way of looking at this is that your brain gets so used to the people we have in our lives. We put them in there, okay? They're in, they're in our um, neurons. They're like living rent-free in our heads. When we no longer can see, touch, hear, or feel those people, we get confused. Our brain can't make sense of it because we lost them, but they're not dead. They're still there, you know? And that also applies when we lose a loved one. Your brain can't process it correctly, gets inflamed, it gets confused, other things are affected because it can't make sense of losing them. So think about this. When you're looking at your ex's Instagram story and you get sad, that's because your brain's confused. It's inflaming it. It is a cue. And we're going to dive into that. What can you do to get rid of that? You can unfollow them and I'll get into that more in a sec too. How you are going to help your brain understand when it is struggling is you are going to pick your own thoughts, the thoughts that you want to have by writing a list and changing your current have a loop. Now, I want you to stop and think about what your current breakup have a loop is. Put it in a cue, routine, and reward formula. I'm also going to have these have a loops and different resources. We talk about all of them on my Instagram story highlight podcast. Now, think about this. And remember, in a habit loop, you have a cue, a routine, and a reward. The cue is like a time, place, or thing that causes a routine. The routine is the habitual behavior, your emotional, physical response, that habit. The reward is a feeling that you get. Or it can also be like an actual reward, an item, um, something that you get from that habit loop. Now, I want you to sit and ask yourself, what are my cues? What happens to cause me to have really negative thoughts, think horrible things, miss the good memories, call them, reach out to them, text them? What causes your negative habit loops when it comes to a breakup? Is your cue seeing your Instagram story and then your routine stalking them and then the reward you're giving yourself anxiety, reaching out to them, texting them, dreaming of a future life together, feeling like you could get them back? What is your habit loop? I'll give you some other examples of cues, but the key to changing a habit is changing the routine. You can't break a habit, just a reminder, but you can change it. So say your cues, any of the following, seeing, thinking, hearing about your ex, seeing their Instagram story. Your new routine, instead of negative thoughts, instead of texting them, instead of missing them, instead of crying, instead of stalking their following list, is you are going to write out a list of your whys. In this list, you're going to remind yourself of their qualities, the qualities you deserve, 
the qualities you want, and why that relationship no longer serves you. You're not talking shit. You're not saying horrible things about them. You're not just trashing the whole relationship. You're using it as a very logical list where you get to write out all of your whys. You get to hand pick the thoughts that you're going to create as a habit. So when you see them, hear them, think about them, instead of having those negative thoughts, you have a list. You get to create what your thoughts are going to be. Then pick your reward. Is it that you're going to feel better, have less anxiety? What you're going to do, and I'm going to read you guys an example of my list, but what you're going to do essentially is anytime that you have a cue, you're going to then do that routine. You're going to read through that list that you write of your whys, and your reward is you're changing your habit loop, you're changing the pattern in your brain, and you're going to help yourself heal in a healthy way from this relationship. Now, I came up with this method to help me. I wrote out like four, maybe five pages, and I'm going to read that for you guys but I'm also going to share it on my Instagram story highlight podcast. I wrote out this list and I read it every single time I had a cue because I knew that I had a bad habit and I knew I wasn't in control of my thoughts because my brain was inflamed and confused and I wanted to handpick the thoughts that I wanted to have. I read this list sometimes five times a day, other times two, but I'm not kidding. After two weeks of doing this consistently, picking my own thoughts after my cues, I felt amazing and I could truly see the relationship from an entirely new perspective. Now here's my list. I also want to say I want you guys to write out your list. Write out your habit loop, your key routine, your reward, and you can take anything from my list and add your own. Even though my heart is heavy with the loss of my best friend in my life, I know that my pain is necessary to transform me and my world into my dream self. Here's what I know. It's okay to feel sadness when someone has to leave your life. I've learned so much from this relationship and I've learned so much about myself. I'm growing and it's okay to outgrow people thoughts, ideas, and lives that you've envisioned. The future that I created with him was not reality. It was a reality that lived in my head. That was not us, and that was not him. I gave and attached false qualities to that person, and it's okay to have a different heart. I need to stop on that one. It is okay to have a different heart, to not be with that person. It's okay to change your mind. It is okay. It's your life, and you get to be selfish. I cannot fault someone for not having the qualities that I possess and or not having the qualities that I want them to have. Let that sink in too. People are who they are and sometimes their qualities aren't bad. They're not horrible. They don't treat us like shit. But their qualities just aren't ones that we want and that's okay. I'm going to be okay and it's okay that I'm not right now. I'm in control of the situation, not my thoughts. I love that one because I knew that my thoughts, I knew my brain was inflamed. I knew my brain was confused. I knew that I was having excessive negative thinking. I knew that I was in control of the situation and that I could change my habits through what I was doing. I'm conscious and able to recognize that this is necessary for me to find true happiness. This next one always gives me chills because I wrote this before my TikTok journey about a year before. When I already loved habits, I knew that I was discovering something. I knew I could change people's lives. But I wrote, I'm becoming a person that is going to improve the lives of millions. I'm going to be so influential, positive, and give so much to this world. I cannot sacrifice myself and my happiness for one person. I was not supported in my previous relationship. My feelings, ideas, knowledge, thoughts, needs were all not acknowledged. I will not hold this against him or hold this against myself, but I will accept that reality. I'm becoming exactly who I'm meant to be. And that person knows better than to choose a boy over herself and her future. I'm choosing love, forgiveness, acceptance, compassion, and hope. I will not let feelings of hate, anxiety, jealousy, or pain derail me from my focus. I am loved. 
I'm important. I'm discovering my own self-worth through this experience. I cannot control someone else's actions, thoughts, or future self. I can only control my own actions, thoughts, and future self. When the sadness comes in a wave and I feel it heavy, I will let myself mourn the loss of that person, those memories, and that life. But I will remind myself that change is hard, really fucking hard at first, messy in the middle, and glorious at the end. My choices today are like my choices to work out. It will result in something so amazing and beneficial, but it will take time. I am accepting, understanding, and aware of the time it will take me to heal from this loss, but I find peace in knowing that this loss is necessary for me to gain. I'm grateful for this entire experience, and I'm grateful that I'm choosing myself in my future. I'm proud. Again, I'll have this whole list for you on my Instagram story highlight podcast. Another thing that's so important, a key part to my little method, is looking at the habits you had in that relationship. And I'll give you an example. So for me, the mornings and the nights were the worst because we would always text each other good morning and good night messages. Now you can't break a habit, right? You can only replace it. So when all of a sudden you're not texting someone good morning, you're not texting someone good night, when you're going through a breakup, it feels like like horrible because your brain is not only going through the the loss of like that person in your life, but now it's lacking, it's missing that habit. So what you're going to do is replace any habits that you had with that person. For example, if the cue is wanting to text them when you wake up or go to bed, the routine would then be texting a friend or a family member. And the reward is you're replacing the habit and you're building other relationships. This one was life-changing for me. Another example is right now, my boyfriend Jake calls me at like 5.15 on the dot every single day after he finishes work. If we were to break up, that would be a really, really, really big trigger for me. So at that time, my cue would be 5.15. My routine would be calling one of my sisters, calling a friend, calling my parents. And my reward would be replacing that habit. If you have a habit of sending them funny memes, sending them TikToks, replace that habit and send it to a friend. Sit and ask yourself, what are your habits that you had around them? And are you trying to break them or can you replace them? Because you can't break them, Musty. I love you, but you cannot. You can break up with your toxic ex, but you can't break a little habit. Now, I cannot stress this enough. You can heal in a healthy way if you choose to. Please write out your lists. Even take mine. I would read the hard copy at home, but I'd also have pictures on my phone for when I was out and I needed it. I love you. I love you so much. I really love you. And you deserve to heal, like truly heal. You also deserve to focus on yourself and you deserve to choose you. Stop putting other people's feelings before your own. Stop thinking of others first. Choose yourself. Be selfish. Being selfish isn't bad. You owe it to yourself because this is your life and you get to choose the person that you're going to be with and you get to choose to heal from a breakup in a healthy way. While you're healing, I want you to stop and really get clear on what you want from a future partner. Instead of staying stuck in the past and asking for those qualities from an ex who's incapable of giving them to you, stop and think about the next person you're going to meet. This is a breakup episode, so I don't want to talk about Jake too much, but I do also want to talk about him because he's amazing. I genuinely do not think that I could have shown up as the partner that I wanted to be or the partner that he deserved if I did not stop and heal properly from my breakups. I also found that healing in this way, like taking accountability where I needed to, not abusing alcohol, drugs, not acting in revenge, like this change allowed me to shift into the best version of myself. And that was the version of me that he would want in a partner. Also, another side note, I promise this is my last side note. After my breakup, I dove my $6 Subway sandwich breakup to be specific. I dove headfirst into self-love, working out, focusing, and prioritizing me. 
Again, I was not abusing drugs or alcohol and I took a healthy approach. And then I found that amazing partner because I was amazing. I don't know how to really put this into words, but I was in a bad place mentally when I met my ex. I had low self-esteem and I let someone treat me like trash. So if you're struggling with low self-esteem, I really urge you to listen to my Sad to Savage podcast episode called Self-Love Saves because it truly does. And I promise I will teach you how to start creating habits around self-love. I love you guys so much. And that means that I also need to hold y'all accountable. So send me a screenshot of a photo over DMs of your breakup list once you write it out. Whenever you're listening to this, even if it's a year down the road, send it to me. I'll know exactly why. I'm so proud of you for wanting better for yourself because you truly do deserve it. There's going to be someone out there that does not make you feel sad, that does not make you feel like trash, someone who trusts you, loves you, treats you the way that you truly deserve. There's going to be someone who makes your good days better and someone who does not make your worst days worse, someone who has the qualities you need for a healthy relationship. Letting go of the old and the things that are not meant for you is so crucial, and I'm so happy that you're taking this step. I'm going to sign off, but I also need to say block him. No, seriously, block him. If you can remove that cue from your life, like you can remove seeing his Instagram story or Snapchat, or remove the risk of seeing him text you, or even just remove the hope of him drunk calling you, you are going to set yourself up for success. Sometimes we don't want to do it. I get it. Sometimes we, sometimes that text could like make our day. We want them to reach out to us, but no, that's not a healthy quality. Like when you can remove the cues from your life, I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up for success. You're freeing your mind. You're freeing your mind. Remove the cues wherever you can. And think about it this way. I love mini muffins. Okay. I literally, I, I love mini muffins. If they're out of my counter in my kitchen, I'll eat one. Literally anytime I see it, anytime I pass the kitchen, it's a visual cue. If you see your ex's Instagram story, every time you go on Instagram, you're going to look and be stuck in that unhealthy habit, that unhealthy routine of going on Instagram, clicking a story, seeing it, having negative thoughts, feeling sad. You're constantly keeping yourself in that negative habit loop. Now, if you remove that cue, you're not going to have that habit loop. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Only rarely would I ever go and seek out a muffin if I didn't actually see it. And I actually stopped buying muffins recently because they literally go stale. Like I kept putting them away instead of leaving them out and I forgot about them. So remove all the cues that you can. Remove them. I love you. I believe in you. And I am so proud of you. Send me your breakup lists. I can't wait to read them. I'm really, 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 truly proud of you guys. And I love you guys. Until next week. Bye.